Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, Jordan Gross, Jordan and Jake podcast, Super Bowl edition. So, Jake, very nostalgic time, obviously, for both of us as being guys that have Super Bowl experience. Many, many moons ago, pushing 20 years, bud. It's been, eight, well, I guess, technically 18 years ago was the Super Bowl that we played in. I was the sideline reporter for the little more recent Super Bowl the Panthers participated in. Nevertheless, a nostalgic time. Has it been so for you this week, bud? Um, it will. I think actually last week because when Tom Brady came out and uh, said he was retiring, Um, I think NFL Network started playing some of his Super Bowls like back-to-back and um, they showed our game and sure enough got a text. Maybe my daughter uh, saw it was on or something and we actually watched a little um, 30-minute highlight show from it and uh, certainly brought back good memories and yet ended in a painful one. But Did we still lose uh, in the replay? Yeah, I keep on waiting Uh. for us to kind of pull it out at the end but no we came out second i like to say, i like to say we came out second we did play, we did come out second i actually shared when i called the tampa game uh the last game of the panthers season this year i shared the elevator with some buccaneers office person front office type person because and i know this and i don't know who it was but i know this because this guy was wearing a gigantic super bowl champion ring jake i mean imagine like an avocado stick stuck on the backside (laughs) of your finger and that's what this super bowl ring looked like and so our second place ring from 18 years ago is not the same size as the current first place ring that goes to the champions that thing was so like he couldn't even function i don't know like that he must not have had any duties on game day because that ring was so massive the avocado what can you do with an avocado on your hand jake nothing well just hopefully it's not Hopefully it's not a soft one. Hopefully it was a firm one. Well, because it was, it was not soft, right yet. You know, yeah, yeah, not not right yet. So uh, it was it was impressive. It was just impressive. Um, let's talk Super Bowl though, because w- if nothing else, you always remember way more than I do about games that we shared or times we shared together. So if you if you will, since there's minimal Panther news, let's just reminisce. How does that sound? Yeah. So. Let's reminisce because no matter that we came out second and we have a second place ring, it's just you go back to that season and that playoff run and the lead up going to the Super Bowl and everything about it. And we can do that and we'll, we'll hit on a couple of little Panther tidbits at the end before we make our famous Super Bowl predictions. Okay, which, which I, you know I will not follow up on. Just, oh, and, and yeah. an update for our listening audience. I, was, I said last week that I would reach out to Jared Allen and ask him about curling. I'm going to give you one guess on whether or not I did that. So we can go to the next question then. (laughs) And the only reason I remembered that I didn't call him is because last night I saw that Italy won their first gold medal in mixed doubles curling. And then it sprung into my head. Yet again, I'm going to have to face the music with Jake and tell him I did not deliver. But you know what? Set the standard and no one can be let down. That you know, that's what exactly I feel. right. You just know exactly that's not right. 
So reminiscing 2003, you, you had such better perspective, Jake, because you were a veteran at that time. I mean, a young veteran, but I, being a rookie that year, I had no idea that anything was different than normal. You know, Hey, we win a bunch of overtime games happens all the time. Go, you know, (laughs) travel to Philly in their third or fourth, whatever it was, NFC championship game in a row, beat them at their place. That's normal. You know, like Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, sweet. This sounds like, you know, a team that picks in the top 10 goes to Super Bowl in the same year. Might make sense to me. But Jake, you knew that that was just a different, a different experience. It it definitely was, you know, Jordan, I played six years already, and I was a part of um, a team in New Orleans where we won a division. We won the first playoff game in, in Saints history, but, you know, we got run out of the stadium in Minnesota by the Vikings and Randy Moss uh, and, and that bunch, um, and then we just never could kind of get back to the playoffs. We had talent. It just as a team-wise, we just, uh, we just didn't have that whole chemistry uh, bit going, but you knew we had a ton of talent in Carolina and we kind of were like the Bengals, Jordan. I think we were, we were pretty much fearless. We were young. Nobody expected us. We went on the road. We beat people on the road. It just, it didn't matter. That was kind of our mindset is that we didn't matter. And I think it goes back to the night before the Dallas playoff game when Sam Mills gave the talk, the keep pounding talk, which, you know, it just kind of, that was us. That's who we were. And we just kind of took that and we ran with it. Um, and, and that's just kind of what it was. But, you know, it's funny. We go back to Super Bowl. I remember, okay, we went in Philly. We get home late that night. It's packed trying to get to the stadium, the fans lining the streets. And then I remember the Sunday when we we're leaving to fly to Houston, there was some snow in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And, you know, being from South Louisiana, um, when it was, we had a frost on the ground, we consider that Cajun snow. So we had to be at like the facility at like two to leave. Well, it's snow flurries. I leave my apartment right around the South Park area at like 1115. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to drive in the snow. So I get there and it's like packed. Most of the guys are there already because everybody's so worried about the snow. Everybody has the, um, camcorders because we were recording everything at the time. Uh, it, it was just, and you just in the locker room and we're just kind of giddy. We're, we're heading to Houston. We're going playing the Super Bowl. So I just remembered from the, the Sunday leading up. The best thing I heard from all that was the phrase Cajun snow, which is one more time, just a light frost on the ground is Cajun snow. And listen, if there's frost on the ground, it's like, <laughs> hey, we got a little snow. I mean, we got a little Cajun. But if you're down in Cajun country, do you still say Cajun snow? Oh, absolutely or, not. We, I am doing this for the listening audience. So you're down <laughs> home, you know, you're calling somebody, hey, it's snowing outside. No, it's not snow, it's frost. You know what I mean? You know, so yeah, a little Cajun like snow. Yeah, let's, have a, let's have a crawfish broil and to celebrate this Cajun snow. <laughs> well, you see, okay, now that's what you don't know. So crawfish season is starting. We're at the, the infant stages. It's starting to go. But when there's some snow, uh, some frost on the ground, that means the weather has gotten a little cooler. And because, yeah. because the weather has gotten cooler, the crawfish will bury themselves into the the, uh, the pond water more. They won't want to come out. When it gets a little warmer, then they kind of start to come out more. So when it gets colder, they're going to bury and you're not going to get as much of a catch. See, crawfish, you learn something new every time you listen every time. to this podcast. Crawfish, crawfish don't like Cajun snow. 
that's the end no. of it. Right there. Exactly. All right. So back to 2003. So we got the Cajun snow, the heavy Cajun snow, like a whiteout Cajun snow happening. We're going to the airport. Once again, I'm a rookie. I'm like, hey, cool, snow. I'm from Idaho and played at Utah. This is normal. <laughs> Yet little did I know that that would have just made that whole day even more amazing. We get to the airport, Jake. And what happens when we load up on the airplane? What happens uh, as our airplane is taxiing to head to the runway? I'm in disbelief. I have no idea what you're Remember talking about. Remember? Wow. Okay. We had, we had the fire trucks shooting. Yes, yes, yes. Like yes. a St. Louis arch of water yes, that we drove that's through, right. which is like, I guess what they do when it's a, a captain, it's his last flight before he or she retires. They drive through the arch and they gave us that. Luckily, it wasn't too bad of a Cajun snow because then we would have had to immediately de-iced. De-iced, exactly. <laughs> no, I, okay, yes, I, that is that is coming back. I do remember that. Wow. Okay. Second fact but then we, for you, did the 2015 Panthers get the St. Louis Arch of Water? Nice. The answer is no. Okay, so oh, we blew wow. it. I, oh, we I blew it. You, I thought, oh, really? We blew it for the 2015 Panthers by not winning. Everybody at CLT Douglas was like, no, we're never doing that again. That didn't work. We changed the whole thing with our arch of water. So we go and I'll we take off. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, right. you. no, I'm saying one other thing that, and, and I should have brought this out. So the Saturday night before we left, I do remember this. Uh, my wife, she had headed back down to Louisiana with just Lauren. Lauren was like 13 months because Houston's three hours away. So she had already headed back down and she was going to go a little later in, during the week. Um, so the Saturday night, Chris Mangum and I went eat at a restaurant in Charlotte. We went to Sullivan's right there in South Penn. And, you know, it's just him and I, we eat. And when we get up to leave, the whole restaurant stands up and starts cheering for us. And we're walking out and, it, you know, it, listen, it gives you the, uh, I mean, the chills all down your back and your arm. We're walking out with thanking them. I mean, it was just awesome. And Chris Mangan, when we got in my car to leave, he said, never in my wildest dreams. He said, I was drafted here in 97. He said, two years ago, we were one in 15. And he said, and here we are two years later, we're on the eve of when we leave to go to the Super Bowl and there's a standing ovation, you know? So that was, that was so cool, you know, especially for somebody like him who played for only one organization like yourself and was part of a one in 15 team just two years prior. So I thought that was a really cool moment. That was like the beginning of the, the week. No, oh, that's just awesome. I have to segue that to a story from the last year of my, my career. I was eating on a weeknight during the season with a, another couple, just a nice steakhouse dinner, nothing crazy, home early because we had like practice. I think it was a Thursday, so we had like Friday the next day, right? So I still had to be at the stadium early. We're eating our meal. Dude, everything's good. I'm drinking my club soda and just like, you know, hey, I got it dialed in for a nice Thursday. Well, this was when we we started the year one and three and then went on a big run into the season, 12 and four, won the division. So this was like around the holidays. So we were really rolling, you know. So I'm at this steakhouse and, you know, people, hey, Jordan, you know, good, good job this year, whatever. We're literally about ready to pay the check, Jake. And 
overcomes the sommelier and i may have told this to you before to our audience but i can't remember so anyway so the, the sommelier comes over and he's all grinned up dude like oh he is pumped and i'm thinking well what's going on here and he's got this giant magnum bottle jake like a huge okay. gigantic bottle of wine you know and he's like one of our other guests has sent this over, right? And he corks this baby, uncorks this baby. And I'm like, no, oh. don't do it. Don't do it. Thinking to myself, but I know whoever sent this is watching and is all excited. And it's a very generous offer, you know? So immediately the, my wife and, the, and her friend that are with us, they start Googling how much this bottle of wine costs, right? Comes up at like $1,000, Jake. Oh my, my gosh. Super nice bottle. And so I, that's on the internet. So I don't even know what it costs at a steakhouse, right? Well, now we're stuck. Like, and I'm thinking, can I return this for credit to this establishment? <laughs> <laughs> God bless my wife. And then my, my buddy was a pediatrician. He was on call. So he couldn't drink any. And I wasn't going to head down that road on a Thursday late in the season, you know? So God bless the wives. They gave it their best effort to like put a little dent in this. We ended up taking it home. But your, to your point, it just made me think about how excited the cities get when the team is having success, and especially when it's a franchise that's had its ups and downs. So that makes me think about, you know, obviously the Rams, L.A. L.A.'s got their share of stars, right? Like, and, and the Rams were in the Super Bowl recently, and the Lakers have had a lot of success, and the, the Angels and the Dodgers and all that. What do you think it's like in Cincinnati right now, Jake, leading up to this game? I think it is absolute bonkers. I really and truly believe that. I think it's bonkers, and I think it's great. Um, I just know what it's like in Louisiana right now. And the only affiliation is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, the LSU guys. But Joe Burrow is so beloved and um, in Louisiana due to his time at LSU. Any place I've gone within the last, you know, week and a half, so to speak, since uh, the AFC championship game, you know, people, I get recognized and they're like, hey, what do you think about the Super Bowl? What about our, our boy, Joe? I mean, it is our boy, Joe. And it is Cincinnati Bengals all the way. I mean, it is like, it, it's amazing that the affiliation um, the so many Louisiana people have with the Cincinnati Bengals due to uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow uh, on that football team. What do you so think? I can only imagine what it's like in Cincinnati. What do you think the game's going to turn into, Jake? And we could we could go on and on about our memories and you know that whole thing. Yeah. But I Jordan, mean, we're heading towards the the game this week, and it's such an unknown. Like, how's Matt Stafford going to play? He's never been in this right. thing. He's got to be so excited. I love the stories I read about a year ago. He was on vacation after the season in Mexico, and he just happened to run into Sean McVay at the same resort, and they started talking, and you know. A couple of weeks later, he's being traded. And a year later, he's at the Super Bowl. I mean, what a magical run for him. And then Joe Burrow, as I just said, ignorance is a little bit of bliss, right? Like, he might not know how unlikely this is that he's there and doing this thing with a rookie receiver as his number one guy. And the, the O-line areas, the pass protection that may expose themselves in this game by his Bengals O-line, that might not even shake him like it would a veteran guy. He might not be worried that, oh my gosh, you know, I've been sacked six times. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to be able to do this thing. I, I Anything can happen, Jake. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, I've, I, listen, I think going into this game, I, 
Cincinnati's on this magical run. And I truly believe if the um, Kansas City Chiefs would not have gotten greedy before the half or whatever it may be, whoever was at fault, if they would have just taken the field goal and knowing they're getting the ball to start the second half, I think Kansas City's in the Super Bowl. But they did that, injected life into Cincinnati, and then the game became completely different. But anyway, Cincinnati is a no-fear factor. But I'm like you, Jordan. I just believe the Rams, especially up front. I mean, three of these guys up front, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, who we have not seen. I don't know if we've seen a defensive player that dominant in the last decade. And then Von Miller. And I know he's not the young Von Miller, but he's, but he's still really, really good. And then he has an extra week um, not having to really practice hard last week, get the body right, not having to fly uh, to a new lo- locale, being able to practice out of his own facility and things like that. I just think it, it could be some issues. Um, but Joe Burrow, man, he just he's got something to him. It's like it's and, and the team just feeds off of it. And it's not just him. They've got a ton, they've got a lot of good players on that team. But it just leads to the, uh, the fact that they feel like they're invincible, so to speak. Um, so my heart's telling me that or my mind's telling me that the Rams are going to win. They're a better football team. I, they'll win this game. But my heart's like, I, I just don't know if Matthew Stafford has a, a pass or two that goes astray, which he's kind of accustomed to doing that. And listen, if Jaworski Tart catches the pop-up in a uh, pass that Matt Stafford <laughs> threw in the fourth quarter, the, the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I mean, let's 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 be honest. So, you know, it's a, um, I, and I just think it's going to capture the. It's, I think it's captured the United States. To be honest with you, I think the Bengals are going to be such these underdogs that everybody's going to pull for because it's it's Cincinnati and they haven't won and the Joe Burrow the youngness of it and I don't know I just it's going to be fun to watch I will say that it's funny having two teams also Jake I know that Cincinnati has a diehard fan base but it's extremely regional and the LA Rams there's been the the divorce from St. Louis and that's been messy between the city and ownership and I don't know how many fans in St. Louis are still celebrating the LA Rams and LA's got the charger. They share a stadium. So it's just, it's such, (laughs) you're not, there's no pat, there's not passion about one team or another, at least, you know, outside of those regions, it seems to me. And so you go watch the game and you're just like, man, everybody that I talk to says, I just want a good game. And the Rams, so the Rams are minus four as at the time of recording this. Do you think that's sufficient, Jake? Oh, are you kidding me right now? I mean, I could never tell you any game we ever played. I couldn't tell you what the score was going to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, listen, like I said, I think the Rams have a better overall maybe team. And I just think the matchup with the O-line, D-line, with um, L.A. uh, Rams and the Cincinnati O-line. But to give you a score, you'd have to be crazy if I could try to give you a score. I think it might be zero to minus four. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Rams win zero to minus four. They don't, they just cover the spread. Uh, the last question I have for you, an item to discuss, is the halftime show. Okay, okay. so it's Dr. Uh, Dre. I, I, I'm, I, like, I'm so, you don't understand how excited I am for this. Oh, I know. Show. I, that's yeah. why I brought it up. I figured you would. Dr. Dre, Snoop, D O W G, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Everyone that's my age, your age, plus or minus 10 years is super pumped, right? I'm a little bit nervous 
in my mind, all those guys and I've and Mary J and I've seen them recently, but I haven't seen like a concert of theirs or even Eminem. Like I haven't seen, you know, I'm sure he's been out there, but I'm a little bit nervous that they're going to be super old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I'm so pumped. So my question is what, who are these guys relative to us when we grew up? Who are these guys in the minds of like a current high schooler or college kid like Dr. Dre and Snoop? I know they still know the music, but is it kind of like if Led Zeppelin would have done our halftime show or like, you Aerosmith, know, like Aerosmith did do the pregame? You know what I mean? Like, man, these guys still got it. Yeah. For some old dudes an old old gal. Is that what the guys are going to be feeling like the rookie you know, Jamar Chase? I don't think so. I think Snoop is so, I mean, he's never gone out of the mainstream. You know, I, know, I mean, like crazy. he's constantly, yeah, he's never gone out. You know, Mary J, yeah, she's gotten a little older, but I don't know. I just still think they're so iconic. And Dr. Dre, the imminent, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be an issue whatsoever with the young crowd. I really and truly don't. If you want to know how much, how pertinent it is, just Google like people doing still dre song on pianos at like high school pep rallies i got into a black hole of that one day when i was eating cereal man people go nuts over dr dre's music still they're gonna have a hard time though between all those lyrics finding a clean version do you think yeah. they'll just dub will they change the words or it will be like the old 90s when it was the edited version and a, you know and they get into cussing and they just yeah, like I'm records not, i would, I would assume uh, what is it? The FCC? That that's who uh, yeah. I'm assuming there'll be this this delay. Uh, just they'll be on high alert, so to speak. Well, so, ever ever since our Super yeah. Bowl, they make sure oh that there's you know they make sure that that's there is a delay. But I think the over under on swear words is five. Just the the habits, old habits die hard, Jake. How many times has Do Double G wrapped the F word? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, got to be in the uh, millions. Yeah, you'd have to think you, that's an over bet on the, right. in that regard. You'd have to think. <laughs> Only now, information you're going to get here at Jordan J Podcast. Right, exactly. And so I know we're getting toward the end, and I'm going to yeah. transition real quick, you know, because this podcast brought to you by Ortho Carolina is just so widely listened to, and, yeah. and people just wait for it. But this is where – this is where – my thoughts are for the next you know 48 hours i believe it's thursday night they're gonna announce the hall of fame class of 2022 mm. and i'm so nervous anxious anxious excited I, I i just have this feeling sam mills is gonna get in you know and i just that's that's what i'm waiting to see i, I like when i tell you i'm, I'm just so waiting to see and i'm uh, I, man, I hope so. Well, it would be a long time coming. It's, he's nearing the end of his opportunities for Montana finalist, right? Is it this year or is it? It's, yeah, it's, I believe it's this year, right. Right. So, obviously, there'll be extra weight put on that. It would be outstanding. Uh, the whole Panthers organization would celebrate wildly. Uh, man, you know, we've, we've spoke about his character and integrity we knew him i knew him only as a coach you have familiarity with him as a player because you were grew up when he was a saint but no jake a great point i will be watching it very closely as well and also other guys that we know played with played against we're just 
it's that time in our lives in our post football career where there's so much friends and and competitors and everything that are on these lists that every year it's just so exciting to see who's going to make it yeah no it's a uh it definitely is um i'm still bitter uh, not even bitter i'm still pissed that steve wasn't on the uh uh this ballot i, I still can't for the life of me understand why not but well it's because he know, didn't have a good enough quarterback for most of his that's career prob- that's probably was, well that should that should make him be on the on the list that's be the a problem yeah, he, that is he, the problem. It, he had, they have to say you know, he played with this slappy meat. If he would have had like a full blanket of snow level quarterback, he would have made it. But instead, he just had Cajun snow as his Cajun snow. He had yeah. Cajun snow. All right, Jake, I'll talk to you after the Super Bowl. I'm not even going to ask who's going to win. We're both just going to be sitting and watching it and enjoying, hoping it's a good game. So, and, uh, yeah, and the halftime show. But yeah, no, no doubt. Show. And Jordan. We're going to end this podcast with two words. Yeah. That's going to be keep pounding. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Wow.